0: Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Matthew. I'm Stephen. And this week, maybe we'll have a better title or scripted, unscripted, whatever. Also, it's evening, by the way. Oh. Yeah, but we spent all day talking about Nelson. Uh, <laughs> giant, horrendously <laughs> giant. You realize he's in the room with us today. In the room, we have uh, Nelson and and Nicholas. the yeah. Two ends. They probably won't say anything though. No? Well, you might hear uh, Nicholas bitch about the marking. Yes, like, you will. Sorry for interrupting. That's okay. Your <laughs> tangents are welcome. And you might hear Steve set to vibrate today, so no one up sounds. Yep. Oh man, I should turn that. Yeah. <laughs> so since last we met, we actually got bandwidth. <laughs> so people can actually listen to us now? Yep. Our seven subscribers will be very happy. So what do we have? What are our stats right now? Well we got nine downloads for the second episode. Really? Yeah. How many have you done? I I just checked. I think I might have checked it once, but beyond that. Really? Yep. Because I didn't look at it at all. Well, shame on you. Yeah, I know. Well, no, but I listened to it from our Dropbox. I mean, I didn't go to the... (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, I'm going to listen to myself talk. Um, I know one person's listening to it right now, so that counts for... Uh, Actually, and Amy is listening to it right now as well. So we've got two people listening to it right now. As we record the next one. As we record the next one. It's kind of meta, a bit. Just a little. (laughs) So yeah, Nelson's penis. Yeah. Wait, what? We talked about that all day today. It's apparently Michael Fassminder worthy <laughs> But that's not what we're really here for. I just want to have Nelson cringe in shame whenever we say that. Because he tries to hide himself physically on an audio podcast. <laughs> it's, it's like... He, he's also trying to ignore us, too, I think. <laughs> right, right, Nelson? So, Come on, say something. Um, Before we get to business, yeah. uh, Julie and Julia. Oh, yeah, right. Um, yeah, how about that movie? It kind of sucks. Oh, it totally sucks. I, I feel obligated to bring it up because it seems to upset Nelson. <laughs> Look at him. Probably one of the worst movies that I've never seen. Yeah, my God. What a terrible abortion of a movie. <laughs> yeah, apparently, one of our listeners got a little upset about us talking about it last week, claiming she did not defend it. I think those are her exact words. Wait, we're on to like the next. <laughs> she, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. She she to, She's listening to two, uh-huh. and I got some updates to it, <laughs> saying uh, she didn't say. She said, I didn't give you flack about the Julia movies movie. Is it two movies that have been stuck together because it's about two stories? I don't know. I said it wasn't that bad, not great, but not bad. So it's a piece of garbage, basically. Uh huh. Right, Nelson. His dick's in his own mouth. He can't say anything. <laughs> That was really convenient. (laughs) I believe, based on the very meek organization that I set up last week, Mm -hmm. what have you been watching since we last met? Oh, right. Um, Just throw you off the guard. Yeah, I forgot about that. Have I watched any movies since then? You've watched anything. TV shows count. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I watched the Parks and Rec. But no one cares about 30 Rock or Parks and Rec. Those are bad shows. Those are the second and third best shows on TV, damn it. I well, I watched Sherlock Holmes A Game of Shadows. Oh, really? Yeah. What did you think of that? It's a Robert Downey Jr. Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes movie. Uh-huh. There's explosions. Sherlock Holmes punches a lot of people. Does a lot of action stuff. And cross-dresses a bit. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't like it as much as the first one. And I, I did like the first one. I mean, I didn't like it as much as the BBC series, but I still did like it. Well, I looked back at my first... When I reviewed it, mm-hmm. and I gave it like three and a half out of four, five okay so apparently I enjoyed it yeah but I said it was pretty forgettable and I don't think this one will be any more memorable yeah yeah it didn't really I I honestly it um, like they were running in the woods for like 20 minutes of it and the final fight scene where it's like I'm gonna do this this and this and then he'll do this this and this you know Sherlock Holmes thinking things in his head and all of a sudden Moliari starts thinking in his head like, <laughs> well if you're gonna do this then I'm gonna do this and then this will happen in this yep They're like talking to, they're like verbally jousting, but in each other's own heads. So, that was kind of stupid. Yeah. Nicholas approves? Yes, my dad also approved when we watched the movie. Yeah, wait, like a month ago. Also, the problem with falling down the waterfall wasn't that he wouldn't be able to breathe, it's that that fall (laughs) would just kill you. Yeah. Agreed. Like, it doesn't matter if he has air, who cares? Like, Like, I remember jumping from two stories. You know, off one of those cement jives, had my arms out and I hit the water, and I felt like hitting cement. And I was stupid. And I had my arms up so I wanted to try to fly. <laughs> you know, like in those cartoons, yes. like Wildy Coyote. Good uh, job, Matt. And I had huge bruises under my arms, like yep, as if someone went to town. It hurts. Like he fell from like a thousand feet. Whatever. Yeah, um. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? That's what I watched. I didn't watch anything else actually. I've been. I got really busy because I had a. Uh, a presentation on Wednesday where people made me cry. Really? Yeah. Aww. It's okay, I'm still alive, so. You want to talk about your feelings? Sometimes I feel insecure uh-huh. when bad things happen. Uh huh. Well, that's, um, <laughs> you should feel insecure. And when, and when it gets really dry out, sometimes I feel, it's hard to say, itchy. Um. <laughs> and those jokes are recycled from somewhere else. Amen. Too bad. Did you watch anything other than Parks and Rec, or no? Just Parks and Rec and Thirty Rock, I think. What, yeah. What was it? Last Saturday we were we recorded this. We right? recorded this last Saturday, just over a week ago. Yeah. No, I can't. I don't think I watched anything since then. We both still not have seen the finale of Sherlock. I know. It's all Matt's fault. Well, be you know, Europe's fault. <laughs> that's what we've been watching. And that's what I've been watching. Steve doesn't watch anything anymore. Yeah, I watch good shows that you won't allow Here's me to talk about for some reason. Well, that's. True. They're awesome. Yeah, but they're no community. Well, yeah, I agree with that, but they're still the best I got. <laughs> well, I don't settle for second place. So you just watch community or nothing? Yeah. Well, I'm watching Archer. Archer's new episodes I've been watching, but I wasn't a huge fan of this episode this week. Hmm. Again, but we're not. This isn't the. What we've been watching, cast. This, that's more of a foreplay to fill out the hour and a half that we're aiming for <laughs> to keep our listeners on very short and concise podcasts. Yep, they'll love us for it. Yep, Uh, we definitely won't get flack of that at all. (laughs) So, you've checked out the script program since then? Oh yeah, I downloaded it and I just played around with it for a bit, but not much. You find it good enough? Oh yeah, no, it's fine. It's good. I didn't actually, like... I didn't really conceive of how useful it would be, but... If you didn't have that, it would be super annoying to have to. You'd basically be uh, formatting every fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. I I always wondered why people even had, like, why do you have a screenwriting program? But I understand now, yes. Yeah. That makes sense. And we got Dropbox set up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It took us about two or three tries to get it going in probably the efficient way. Uh huh. Um, I now have all of Steve's private PhD information. That's fine, though, really. (laughs) Um, I'm willing to sell it to the highest bidder. Yes, my excellent, excellent research. <laughs> also, in in the shadow of last week's episode, I am now a proud owner of the Gmail account steveforster.com at gmail.com. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it sucks to be steveforster.com because uh, his at gmail.com account is mine. <laughs> steveforster.com. Yeah, <At> gmail.com. <laughs> That was one of the emails that I said in uh, last week's episode. Yeah. As as one of your, uh, if you're going to complain things. Yeah, yeah. So now you actually, yeah, I guess people actually could complain if they wanted. To steveforster.com. Yep. At gmail.com. So let's just try and get complaints. (laughs) Yeah. So send your complaints to steveforster.com at gmail.com. And hopefully you don't get confused by that. Mm -hmm. Actually, hopefully you do. Some poor bastard gets my... Angry emails. That would be funny. Loading it up. I've only gotten email, you know, just like the uh, the regular bollocks. Yeah. Like, you're new, to e- uh, you're new to Gmail. You should set up a Google Plus account. I'm like... No, thanks. My real account doesn't even use Google Plus. Why would my fake account use Google Plus? It's really a shame. I, I kind of like Google Plus, like, when it first came out. Uh, but, I mean, it just... I think it's too little too late. Well, yeah. It's, it's, like, too iterative. Well, I, I mean, I just think people didn't really... It's got to, like, catch on, like, all or nothing, because otherwise... Otherwise what? Well, if, if you don't have a bunch of your friends posting on it, then you don't post on it. And then but people don't post on it because they already have Facebook to post on, or they have Twitter. And their fa- and their Twitter's connected to their Facebook. Their hip bone's connected to their knee bone. That You don't need, like, this fake thing that's trying to be both. Well, not really. It was more like Facebook than Twitter, and like I, I, I mean, it would have been a a viable Facebook replacement, I guess. But not more. that there's that much of a difference. Yeah, the problem there's not enough difference for it to be a, for it to be a competitor. Mm-hmm. So we check that out? Dropbox. I believe is what i was saying. We got that set up. Yeah. I have all his private information. Send all your all all, all your willing prices to the steveforrester.com at Gmail. If you want to buy his private information. Mm-hmm. Was there another program we were using? I don't think so, no. Uh, so what do we want to do next, then? Because we promised ourselves some outlines, and let's be honest, we probably didn't accomplish that as mm-hmm. well as we like. Nope. Do we want to talk about some of the new ideas we had since then? <laughs> yeah, sure. I had a few. And you had some, right? Plus, yeah. you have your little notebook of secrets. Oh, yeah, I bought a notebook that I can keep in my pants wherever I go. Yeah. Well, so did I. I just don't use one. I, I, I didn't use it. I was sitting in class, and I like... <laughs> I'm a little bored, so I started writing down some ideas. And once you start writing them, it becomes habit. Yeah, I guess. It's, that, it's yeah. really like, I'm with my uh, research notebook too, was I had to get the ball rolling before oh, taking it from an A to an A-. minus. Dick. No, oh. I just wrote 21 instead of 12. <laughs> <That> <laughs> like, could, no, no, he did pretty well. He got 11 out of 12. Not bad. And his student ID number is 998. He didn't even write it. I'm guessing his name, actually. <laughs> Which is not very clever if you think about it, because he's like one of these people that has like his real real name and The name that he uses for like white people. His slave name? I'm he, guessing his name you know? is it's, it's a pain in the ass Because he uses, what? how do you call this type of writing? Like when you like Swear, all the letters. Of, cursive. Cursive. Yeah. Oh, sweary. Yeah, it's fine. a fun. Of hell and damn and <laughs> shit and comebacks Do you want to go first or shall I? I guess, I mean, yeah, you go ahead, sure. All right, so I'm going to skip the first bit, because it's actually me attempting to set up a plot for one of them. Um, And then I hit a wall. My short ones are, uh, I just wanted to do a Cthulhu mythos story. Okay. So, so like, the idea of these ancient ones, these cultists, and people fighting this unrepented evil Cthulhu style. Yeah, see, I don't actually know that much about Cthulhu, to be honest. Pretty awesome. That's all you need to know. He lives in some place under the sea or something? No, that's Dagon. Dagon lives under the sea. Alright, whatever. Cthulhu is like an ancient alien god thing. It's like if Scientology was also Satanism at the same time. It's like Cthulhu is this evil thing that will drive you crazy if you ever see it and these people worship it so much and want it to come back to Earth but he's sleeping as are all the ancient ones. Right. So yeah, it's awesome. But like are you saying you would write original stories about this or would it just be like adaptations of... It would probably be original story like... The core idea there is there with like this evil, great evil creature. Yeah, yeah. Cults, xenophobic towns, and a str- you know a stranger new to this town or someone coming back to this town after a long time. There's actually been a few movies done that are quite good. Yeah. Not great, mind you, but I've enjoyed them. And the basic plotline, you can even vary it quite a bit too. It, there's potential there. It's basically given a world. We don't have to build the world as much. Right. Which is kind of cheating, because I think the world building is probably the part that i am enjoying the most so far. <laughs> it's like fan fiction. This one is just stolen from when I went out drinking on Friday night. Okay. It's a one-liner that someone came up with, and I'm like, this is probably the start of a bad movie. <laughs> what if you could rob the lottery? My friends are unhappy with their current wages. <laughs> what if you could rob the lottery? Yeah. Uh. And so it's basically one of those, like, either a bad heist movie, I mm-hmm. So I've already decided this movie's going to be bad if we write it. Yeah, yeah. Or, if you write it, audience, I'm looking at you. Or it could be like, kind of like office space, where they start oh, siphoning yeah. funds out. Right, like would they work for the lottery? They could be. Yeah. You got that inside man. I see. I see. Tufik is just going on about the mirror world. Oh, really? Yeah. She loves it. She loves the mirror world. Sweet. Oh, I want to hear what she has to say, because I like talking about how great I am let's sidetrack <laughs> on this I will. <clears throat> okay my two-foot voice <laughs> I feel there are so many different ways to get creative in the concept of a mirror world like in Charmed Charmed? she's referencing Charmed I don't know Charmed it's a TV show oh I see well, I mean, like the like the idea of having a mirror world isn't that novel. I thought the only cool part about it, the only like original part, was the, you know you can't get back. Like you have to find another mirror to get back. Yeah, I think that might happen in Mirror Mask. Oh, really? Yeah. Frig. So it's, it's even less. Actually, original. actually, I think the, actually, um, to protect your, to make your idea more original. Yeah. In Mirror Mask, it's like a set of her, uh, the girl's drawings. Oh, okay. So it's like her version of the world. Right. And Ink's kind of like that too, actually. God damn it. But it's not a mirror world again. Again, both these are neither mirror worlds. They're like parallel worlds to our own. Mm-hmm. But they're both really good. They're very charming movies. Okay. Ink and Mirror Mask. Back to what you was saying. Yeah. Everybody has had a counterpart in the mirror world. So you're coughing off charmed now. <laughs> but in the mirror world, good was evil. And evil was good. Okay, that's pretty cliche. That's pretty charmed. Which is different from what that movie looked like. So I think... I think she. What that... Yeah, I think she means what we were talking about. We, yeah. So, I'm going to get hell for this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I got off track there. So that's a bit of praise on the fly. Yep. <clears throat> and my 2 voice. Her rope And she's upset. Oh. I'm winning! Why is she upset? Well, probably because... She doesn't even know if we're <laughs> right imitating her yet, though. <laughs> no, she doesn't. 2 If if it sounds like I'm laughing, I'm pretty sure Matt put that in afterwards. I found that whole imitation reprehensible. So... I can cut that out, you know. Nope. nope. Well, I won't. but well. <laughs> What if you could rob the lottery? Okay, yeah. And I, I another one, yeah. which I, I don't think I mentioned. No. This medieval fantasy slasher film. Oh, right, yeah. You know, right, yeah. Was that, were you, were you, was that what you posted on... Uh... No, that's an even different one. Oh, okay. So this is just, I just heard medieval and was like, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I did two medieval stories. <laughs> <for> me. <laughs> She's censoring herself. Everybody censors themselves. Why? When, when they know that I'm recording. <laughs> Except for me. <laughs> Except for Steve. That's why That's why I picked you. Definitely not Nelson. Yeah, that would be like very one-sided. Very one-sided. <laughs> I'd be like, Nelson, how big is your cock? He'd be like, Jay mm, J-Boom got longer. Because that's what Chinese people sound like. Like Jabba the Hutt. Not offensive <laughs> at all. <laughs> because some of us are worried about legal liabilities in the future. Nelson's going to become a lawyer with a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> the only one. Uh, so <laughs> okay, so yeah, this medieval—it's—it's it's kind of like you know, imagine if Friday the Thirteenth or Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm-hmm. occurred in the medieval times. All right. So it's like this, this, this group of travelers stumble upon this town. Mm-hmm. Can they be sexy teens? Sexy teenage travelers. <laughs> <laughs> like Murder Town. It was—it was a—it was, was an unused campaign that I wrote up when I was a DM, dungeon master. Right. And uh, I got too descriptive in the details. And one of my players didn't like horror movies. And somehow being dropped in the middle of a, a room full of dead bodies in a catacomb made out of fleshy walls. <laughs> didn't appeal to him. It was a guy? Well, I went to M- Waterloo Math, so... Right, yeah, So uh, Why did I even ask? So, so, yeah, I didn't get to use most of it, but the idea is kind of cool that we have like this town of psychopaths. Which brings me to the stuff that I wrote down on our shared document, mm-hmm. which... Started off as one script, one and a half scripts that have now basically been our aggregator. Yeah, now it's our repository for like dumping ideas. Idea dumping. Yeah. Which means <laughs> currently it's hard to tell Steve's ideas from mine. Oh yeah, right. They're they're, they're literally like, there's not even like a line. <laughs> I I always try to space out my ideas, but yeah. clearly there we go, my bad. So my first one was a stalker film. See, you always go pretty dark with all of your films. <laughs> <laughs> Don't what are you talking about? Here's a slasher, stalker, horror, revenge film. The kid will die in this what? one. Look, The family? <laughs> the kid should die in the, the apartment. of well, the kid should die in the apartment movie. What? Maybe what, one of them? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, maybe. Like the boy. Yeah. Because women aren't allowed to die. Is that sexist? <laughs> or would it be sexist if we killed the girl? Like, is it? No matter what happens. I think either way. So, for the people who complained, there's not enough tangents last week. <laughs> Amy just texted Steve. Yeah, but she texted me, turn your phone on silent while you're recording. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, Well, I did <laughs> this week. <laughs> She'll be proud of me. <laughs> the vibrate, if it was on the same table, would show up like, really bad. Oh man, I'll put it there. <laughs> <laughs> so, this one's my Sarker film. Okay. And actually, I actually, because I have so many stalkers, I don't know if you know this, Yep. but basically everybody I know has stalked me at some point. Yep. <clears> terrific <throat> What? Um, she's, to say she's the only one would be making the list rather insultingly short. Right. But she's probably the all-star. Yeah. But the idea is this this guy goes back to his hometown for a break. Uh-huh. And... So this came from a dream of mine. Of course it did. And that'll sound like bad cutting, but it's not. <laughs> I just forgot to remind people that this is where all my ideas come from. <laughs> he meets up with this girl that he kind of recognizes. Uh-huh. And it turns out a girl he knew in high school and she's like super matured since then, like almost a different person. Yep. And they start hanging out, and she seems super cool and totally like not the same person he remembered from high school. So, this is clearly never gonna come back to bite me in the ass. <laughs> um, I'll put a break there so I can cut that out more easily. Okay. I've now pointed out there's none though. <laughs> <laughs> leave it all. And uh, now I have to leave it all, but I won't. They, she's like, oh, I've just moved to Toronto. Say, for the sake of being consistent with my dream. (laughs) Although, I think it might have been Vancouver, because it was much more rural-ish. Like, not city dense. Right. My character goes to this crack house in Toronto, because apparently my dream I do drugs. Yeah. Nelson approves. He goes to this crack house for a party or something, and he later finds out that, like, she's living there. Okay. And it slowly builds up in this thing where it's basically she's been molding an artificial life to try and like be the perfect person for him, but she's still like doing all this bad stuff on the back. Oh, okay. Like she's just a total poser oh, trying see. to like infiltrate his life and then eventually goes to her kill him. Okay. Not dark at all. Not dark at all. Well, you could have him win, but that'd be yeah. sexist, right? <laughs> and if the guy's a <laughs> stalker. Empowerment. I stalk people and then I kill them. <laughs> I'm power. So, mm-hmm. sexy. Yep. Then my final one, because I have to check my notes here, is not from one of my wet dreams. It was a dry dream, was it? It was a dry. It was, no, it was uh, <laughs> uh, much as I. This one stole from my much as my uh, slasher film stole from my undergraduate DMing. Mm-hmm. This one was stolen from myself when I had to do, write, like, the start of a novel for literature class I took in high school. Right. And I was, like, this small town, this less than successful kid. hmm uh, I started writing at, like, the beginning, which is what I kind of copied into our script zero thing. Yeah. write that stuff. And it's really a worse version than I remember. <laughs> I don't even know if I have the original files anywhere. They'd be on, like, my three computers back. So yeah. good luck finding them. Yeah. Uh, but the kid, like, works not as an apprentice for the town wizard. Mm-hmm. But, like, as just literally, like, the personal assistant. Yep. You know, the, the wizard like, I need some eggs, go get me them. Harumph. <laughs> Nelson will not be playing the wizard. <laughs> I think he will be. We'll just put him on stilts. But what happens is the town gets attacked by orcs or human raiders. Right. And, like, a huge band just destroying, pillaging, raping, if you insist. Nelson's taking off his pants. Wow. He he is, too, right? <laughs> We're going to have to start making this podcast video. Podcast vodcast, man. I have ADD today. <laughs> wow. Tangents are where it's at. They are. Did you know we go on too many tangents? Mm-hmm. According to last week's uh, podcast, there were far too many tangents. But last week didn't have enough. You sure? I don't know. Let's I... just talk about it some more. Okay, let's talk about how <laughs> we go on tangents. Nelson's taking off his socks now. to go wow, wow. Whatever. Uh, yeah. No. Continue. <laughs> so the place gets attacked. Yep. The wizard, being a goodish person, like tries to protect the kid for as long as possible. Yep. In his last ditch effort, he tosses him into his, the wizard's secret catacombish area. Right. And then everyone in the town dies in, even the wizard. Okay. The kid's stuck down there, starts living off rats and stuff. Finds out that the wizard was secretly pa- practicing necromancy. Okay. That's where you raise people from the dead, right? Yeah. Not necrophilia, we have sex. Just checking. But there might be some necrophilia in my original script idea. (laughs) I don't think I got a very good grade on this assignment. Can't imagine why. (laughs) Well, she said right before I presented my idea that she hates science, uh, fantasy books. (laughs) And, like, talk about a kick in the balls before you're going to stand in front of people and talk about your science, Whoops. your fantasy book idea. Yeah. So he, like, basically learns to raise the dead... And so it turns into, like, Castaway meets Frankenstein. So he raises one dead person? At a time, and he, like, rebuilds them, kind of. Okay. In a shattered format. And so it'd be, like, a, the course of his entire life, or it could just be, like, the little beginning of it. We could have a trilogy of films here. Oh, man. I love trilogies. You, like, I would have made ten movies with this, or a miniseries. <laughs> but, you know, trilogies, where the money's at... What, um, wait, so is he, he's raising, like, villagers that died, like, people he knew? Yeah. Yeah. And he's, like, trying to reinstate the world that he had before. Right. Oh, yeah, that does sound cool. So it's kind of like the original idea that I had. I don't know how it varied from that. Mm-hmm. And, like, it literally be to the point where when everyone's back up and things are running smoothly, he is the apprentice, the assistant to the dead the zombie wizard who can't do magic anymore. Right. You no, know, it, it's, uh... An idea of a very cool world. Yeah. And if you want to mix that with my slasher film it could be the kid's been well into his life as this thing. And you've got these like weird, flesh eating, almost human people trying to kill these travelers. Right. So you can overlap the two if you want. I suppose. So like the people who are brought back, how like functioning are they? Um it varies. Like earlier on he's not so good with magic. Yeah. And so you have to, like literally just people trying to eat his brains. Yeah. Then you get, like, quasi-intelligence. They just like, retrain to what they should be. Uh-huh. So, I wrote down, Phil's, uh, I think Frankenstein meets Cassaway, but Wilson is a zombie. Yeah. And that'd be kind of like the earlier part of the movie. Yeah, that'd be cool. You get a nice sense of isolation and, like, him going semi-crazy, maybe. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Bit of necrophilia in there. <laughs> the woman they love. Uh... Well, no. is it like if she's undead, is it necrophilia? Well. N- Nicholas? <laughs> what do you mean by undead? She's been raised using magic to be brought back to life, so she's animated. That well, what does question. she look like? Does she just look normal or, like, sort of zombified? Probably a little zombified. Yeah. These are the questions we must ask. Nelson, is it considered necrophilia if they're undead? Or is it just rape because they can't, like, <laughs> permit you? Like They, they don't can't, have full mental faculties. Yeah, you know, be like having sex with a... Uh, Mentally disabled person. Send all your angry emails to com at gmail Yeah, so it'd be like having sex with a mentally special person. You know, they're not capable of making their own decisions, so you're, like, raping them, basically. It, would that would that be that? <laughs> Nolson's pants are coming off. As we speak, people! I don't understand. Well, his belt is undone, anyway. His belt I'm is undone, and his fly is low. We are talking half-mast here. <laughs> Truly an impressive sight. And he's pantless. We have Nelson wearing no pants but a jacket. Wow. And then he left. I wish we had visually recorded that. I know, it's a shame. Perhaps audio experts can reconstruct it based on an echo analysis. An echo analysis. Those are my ideas. Yeah. Those are my new ideas. Yeah, okay. I have some thoughts about well, the films, has in two different directions, so... Okay. We can do that after you talk about your new ideas? Yes. So, I mean, I only had two new ideas. One which mm-hmm. was less fleshed out, and one was a bit more. But my first idea... Space boobs? Space... No, no, no. Let's do that after. Space boobs, so... Yeah. Uh, my first idea was literally four words, and it was clerks for PhD students. And my thinking of this was, All right, let's make a movie like the PhD comics movie, except good... <laughs> Well, like, that... I didn't like that movie. It was, like, fine as a set of short skits. Literally, they acted out a bunch of individual comics. Yeah, no, it was taken from individual <laughs> comics, yeah. And those jokes were good. I guess. They I just didn't know. connect. Like, it would be, it'd be like a skit show. Support an independent film, watch this movie. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so, I mean, I'm picturing kind of, like, two slacker PhD students. They're in some lab... It would take place over the course of the day, like clerks, probably, and they would have... I mean, I don't have any details, really. Could they be writing a script? <laughs> when you turn this into the meta, the meta movie? <laughs> to, to, like, bring, a reach around to our my previous ideas. And, you know, I do like a good reach around. Hells yeah, you do. Possibly. They should just be doing, like... I mean, they should have something that they want to be doing besides research. Right? I assure you we're shooting lasers. I'm just going to rewrite clerks, like... Rehash the setting. Yep. You know, somebody stole their laser sign. I don't know who. Yeah. And uh, they have to put up a little tarp that says, I assure you we're shooting lasers. (laughs) Oh, I see. Yes. I gotcha. And then in the sequel, they'll just open up the laser lab and it'll be on fire. Yep. And we'll close it. And they'll be like, let's let's get real jobs. (laughs) (laughs) And then they'll be working at labs somewhere else. Yep. What was I going to say? Space boobs? No, no, well, yeah, in a second, but I had (laughs) one other thing to say about that movie. Space boobs. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Oh, yeah, and they'll have an alcoholic friend named Zaheen. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a brown name, I don't know how... We're already, like, cutting off half the audience by insisting that they're PhDs. Yeah, I suppose. Like, really, the undergrad version would probably sell a bit better. No, but they have to be in a lab. No, no, it's got to be about grad students, (coughs) because they have to... I don't know. What about premed? Everybody's in pre med, right? No, that's premeds are annoying. (laughs) I hope we don't have any premed listeners ever. An economist? Sexy. (laughs) So space boobs. Oh right, my other idea. Space boobs. Yeah, the most important part about this idea is that there's space boobs. It's a sci fi movie and there will be boobs in space, space boobs. It's gonna be great. So the idea behind this one is for some reason there's It's a, it's a sci-fi movie set, I mean, ba- I was basically picturing it like in the Star Wars universe, but, you know, just something along those lines, some kind of Star Wars-esque universe. And there's um, a young captain who's tasked with finding this, um, this guy who disappeared years ago. He's kind of this mysterious figure. Maybe like 10 or 20 years ago, he disappeared, and now the space government has to find him. Space government? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, you're dealing with the space police! Exactly, no, just put space in front of everything. He has to find this mysterious figure, and he really has extremely little to go on, so he's kind of going out on this open-ended voyage to find this guy. They would kind of go from planet to planet. You know, you could have a lot of cool exotic locales and... What actually inspired the idea was I was reading. Are you typing? No, no, I'm no, paying attention. Sure you are. I'm reading a book called Civilization, which is a history book. That's a good game. Yeah, it's Civilization it's Four. I love that game. It's a book. I played the shit out of it during math class, in my masters. Of course you did. Everybody got 90s, So, and <laughs> it was Plants vs Zombies when I was play when I was sitting throughout micro. Now I can't do that anymore. That's a shame. Yeah. I feel so bad for you. But you're saying civilization, this book you're reading. Yeah, yeah. And there was just one part It was talking about this uh, particular Chinese emperor who sent who sent out this fleet of ships to find out what happened to... One ship? Uh, no, to uh, the previous emperor. And just for some reason that idea resonated with me, like just kind of going off to figure out what happened to someone. And you would just... It would be this kind of adventure movie of just... So sort of like Star Trek... New Star JJ Abrams Star Trek. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm trying the, to think of a good comparison. The most recent season well, one the most recent season of Futurama, where Leela insists that she's the lead of the ship and it's basically Moby Dick, but in space. Oh, I actually did see that episode. But uh, I don't know. But better. Like way better and the focus would not be on the package delivery, but buying this person. Yeah, and yeah, and I was saying the guy could be kind of uh, not feeling he was ready for like a leadership role just thrust into this like situation and you would have to deal with that and did i say anything else star wars-esque civilization yeah yeah so not particularly utopian basically present day america writ large writ large i don't know what writ large are you talking about nelson's penis there? yeah i'm obviously anytime i use the word large no i just mean like some sci-fi universes are very kind of post material and or utopian or whatever but no this would be more like Star Wars and it? it has a bunch of like CD places and uh Oh kuka Longa. Exactly. That'd be China. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Complaints sent to Steve at gmail.com. <clears throat> yeah, but just kind of like this globe trotting movie except, you know, galaxy trotting or whatever. Galaxy so that's a that's more of a TV show almost. I guess, yeah, if you want to keep it really open ended. <coughs> but if you want focus, that's like Boom, let's go to Tatooine, boom, not here, let's go to Hoth. Oh look, look he was here. <laughs> Wait, are we just following, we're just following Luke now? It's like, Ed <laughs> Owen and Uncle Ben were fine. like They'd gone out for drinks, and when they came back, their thing was wrecked. And there was just some skeletons there? There was just some skeletons there. And they're like, shit, man, where'd our, where'd our son go? Where'd our stepson go? And they embark on this journey to find him. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's go talk to his uh, secret half-sister. His secret sister. like, oh, shit's been blown up! Well, oh well. Look, here's this. I don't know. But they left the message. We're going to Hoth. Well, let's go to Hoth. Shit's been blown up. They didn't go to Hoth for a while. I'm Just saying. They started the second movie in Hoth. Yeah, there was a while after. Well, like I don't know the expanded expanded universe. I uh, yeah I don't I don't know that that time period very well anyway. But the point is shit's been blown up. Well, let's go to Dagobah. There's a dead frog here. You know it was a frog, right? Um uh, Sure. Why not? Okay. Okay. Dead Frog. Uh, good beer. That's not great. Dead Frog. Dead Frog. Dead frog. It's, a it's a beer. Oh, oh beer. yeah. No hops. I got a shirt that you sometimes see me wear. Yeah, I know. It says "Do it Froggy style" on the back, because Froggy and Doggy are very similar. Phonetically, you I mean? I don't know what that means. <laughs> Just sound it out. Phonetically? No, I still don't know what that means. Huh. Very funny. But, but Yoda disappears. <laughs> what the fuck is? Fucking bullshit. Dead frog! know yeah, they wouldn't. His body was. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, whatever. Frog ghost. I don't know. They'd just be kind of like following leads and finding like they just. Uh, each time It'd it was like. It now, now it feels like a detective movie, but in space. Well, sort of. But like. Sexy? Yeah, but sexy. Yeah, the last part of my idea line was. Also, space boob. Space boobies. I'm sorry, space boobies. Yep. How long has it been since you've seen Amy? <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. Because I want to point out, mine are dark, but never once have I wrote also space movies. No, because you you haven't had space movies, so... Space movies? space. You need space movies for space movies? I guess. My point is, well, you have to cut out <laughs> sex parts because they're all from dreams. <laughs> Not all of them had sex scenes. Oh, sure. Just the more morbid ones. <laughs> there was no sex in the stalking movie. Same. Just think of the variety of movies you could have because they would be aliens. You could have like... Triple boobs to, to reference Paul. What about quadruple boobs? Yeah, that's just <laughs> taking it too far. So those were our original ideas for the week? I think so, yeah. They're not bad. Yeah. I don't think any of them are too rounded enough to say they have jumping points so much yet. Not really. Your space one's really rough. Mm-hmm. Like, but you, you clearly have an idea of a universe being built there. Yeah. Which I think is the part that I've so far enjoyed the most of my Tried to write an outline. Mm-hmm. The clerks for PhD students. <laughs> How's that for not fleshed out? That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I was following your lead. <laughs> so, yeah, we read each... Well, I brought a bit more than two. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I have a book that I write in now. Uh-huh. That's good. Which brings us to the final point and probably the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Is outlines yes. I didn't do any. I started. I fleshed out the universe of one of them. One of, one of the storylines. Which one? Uh, well, I figured the 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 revenge one that I originally pitched to you. Yeah. That's pretty fleshed out right now. Yeah. Like that just needs to we need to agree upon the characters. Yeah. And then start writing. Uh huh. Also, I don't know if that will be the one that we choose, but I doubt it. The apartment one. I feel like the basic outline is pretty much a gimme. Uh huh. As we've written out before. Yeah. So I didn't know what to say there. And so the third, our third choice was the clairvoyance one. Yeah. And we could go two ways for that one. Yes. And I tried to go both ways. Yeah, you do. I tried... Ladies, I am single, and I have only gone to a few gay bars. Yeah. I don't know. You should have seen him this afternoon. He was kind of flirting a lot with people who were of the same gender. I'm just saying. Well, you are adorable, Steve. Yeah. I know. Why, if you were half my age, so did you, uh, did you do any of the, uh... All I did was, uh, I just came up with a few more minor details for the Apartment movie. I was just trying to figure out what the sequence of scenes would be. Do you want to outline what you would call that is, approximately? Um, not, I mean, there wasn't that much. It was just, like I said, it would start with the prank, like we talked about before. Old man Houston. Exactly, old man. Whatever. He'd be black and wear sunglasses. Uh huh. <laughs> no, I was thinking he would be. Well, yeah, he could be black, but he would have to be like kind of weird and scary, and he black. would have some. Basically. He would have some. <laughs> wow, racist! <laughs> You're the one describing a black man like that. No, no, I was picturing. I was picturing was white. Whatever. I'm just saying he would be. No, he'd be scary, but he would and he would have some weird hobby, and then. The kids would be scared of him, but later on in the movie, he would like, help them and they would realize he wasn't scary at all. No, they He'd... have to kill him. What? They have to kill him. He's the guardian. They is kill Is he the guardian? Yeah. Okay, we have to figure out what the whole guardian is. To be fair, is. the guardian guy would be so... It would be, be clearly changed to have him as a guardian, which we have to do it. It's like reverse, like... The... <laughs> yeah. But then we kill him. We the kids kill him. Or, like, just kill him off screen. And then they'll make it PG for the real version, uh-huh. but the kid, the the guardian dies, and it's that old guy who killed. Actually, you could have it be someone completely different. you don't want to be cliche, <laughs> but I think if we want to start with a cliche script, uh-huh. he's his the guardian, then they kill him. So they kill him, and then, I mean, the guardian has to have some significance. What about you know? That's gotta. Here's the thing that's keeping the evil guy kind of in check. Oh, so once I mean, he's gone. You can just drain him of his powers if you want to be PG. M M-M- M no it's the M P M A, not M M A. M P M A if you want to keep yeah. him, this movie kid friendly. Whatever. Uh no, it's not that I want to keep it kid friendly, it's just like they what, I mean if I'm thinking I'm thinking of some guardian, he's gotta be of like like extreme importance and killing him would like end the universe or whatever. I don't know. No, he's just the guardian it's for just, the, the the imp so it's just, Oh, okay. He's the imp's guardian, he is the keeper for the imp. Okay, and that lets him out in full. Oh, well, it, it like, basically, if you kill the prison guard, right? Okay, yeah, no, I can see that. So, yeah, they, they, the, the imp uses them to kill the guardian, and that works, and then. Or just drains him his powers, whatever you want. Sure. MPMA. No, I mean, well. MMA. I like calling it the MMA. I'm going to call it the MMA for the rest of the episode, if that's okay. We're going to get a lot of angry emails about that. <laughs> please send your angry emails to steveforster.com Seriously, at your. Seriously, please do. We That would be hilarious. <laughs> They pull the prank, find the apartment, get the powers. They don't. I think they should not believe the imp or whatever at first. And they kind of go back to their normal lives for a bit. Like, not for long, but like they go back to have supper or whatever, and they kind of... Make uh, out. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. He Things are a little sexy, two eight-year-olds making out. Yeah, I was actually more like 12. Well, yeah, yeah but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seemed more inappropriate for two eight-year-olds to make out. Gotcha. Plus, I think I was playing Doctor by AJ. Were you? Yeah, I think I was doing it, like, from kindergarten. Wow, well, you were an advanced little boy. Like, I wasn't saying I was going to third base or anything. <laughs> Doctor and house. There wasn't really a second base for you to get to back then. <laughs> I get it, because I'm not developed. <laughs> See what I did there? I'm sorry. Uh, too fake. On the note... <laughs> she did exactly what I asked her to do without knowing so. She played directly into my trap. Dude's gonna love them. Folks, it's good old-fashioned tangent time! Oh, yeah. You should have a jingle when we play. <laughs> Jumper. <laughs> That'll take so much work. So, we have to make a character in the likeness of Christine. Okay, for which movie? Uh, she's a guardian. She's Christine. the old black man <laughs> with scoliosis. Uh, no, she could be... Well, she fit perfectly into my soccer movie. She could be the kid's babysitter. Right, but does she beat the kids? <laughs> wow! And uh, just to keep it realistic. It wow. says in her life. I didn't say that's too big. I, I said nothing about that. Stephen and I sound exactly the like. So the old guy, is a guardian. Where do you, they have dinner? And they're like ah, crazy imp, silly. <laughs> um, because the kids are twelve-year-old French kids. Uh, yeah, of course. No, I just mean like there should be like kind of. Some time for them to establish their normal life a bit, and I mean, it's just they don't believe really what they saw at first. Yeah, but couldn't you do that like with just them being pranky and stuff? Just like, oh yeah, these are kids like that. Oh yeah, it's. it I don't know how much time you have. to... Like we could do that, but I bet you we'll cut that. Maybe yeah. I don't mind doing that. Yeah, it's a, it's good writing practice. Mm-hmm. B, it'll be a good cutting pa- practice. <laughs> C, it'll teach me not to say, oh, we don't need to. <laughs> And that's me doing an impression of me doing an impression of me being an asshole. Nice. Pretty self referential. I know. You, but this is like character development, man. We gotta. Oh, yeah, I was thinking the girl should be more adventurous than the guy. Just kind of like. A bit more developed. (laughs) I always gotta make things dirty. Everything I say. Um, (laughs) It's a double entendre. (laughs) Because you have character development and then you have. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she would, uh, she would be like the one eager to... When they stumble upon this apartment, she would be trying to, you know, pull him along. He would be reluctant. Of course, because women always cause trouble. <laughs> Send your hate mail. Mostly to Matt. I haven't said... Well, you were just like, oh, man, women... Come? You were... You are saying the woman is the evil guy. No, she's not evil. What? She's the just the one who's like... She just want Her she, curiosity kills yeah. them all. <laughs> well, but they grow as people during the course of the movie. It's... it's they develop, <laughs> Breast. they're just, they're, breasts. They just she develops breasts. Steve's words, not mine. Never once did I uh, relate that to a twelve-year-old. Yep, I'm a terrible person. And I'm a good person. I didn't say that. I did. Funny that, eh? Yeah. So yeah, I guess they have to kill the guardian impetto. They have to turn against each other, which the imp will do. But we need some. We need to sow like sow the seeds for that. So she starts menstruating. Boom, period. Women acting irrational, they fight. Steve Foster said that. Amy, I'm sorry you have to deal with this on an almost daily basis. I really hope you can tell our voices apart. I hope you can't. Apparently I sound professional in this. What? Yeah. (laughs) Not to get on a tangent from a tangent, but I was talking to one of our friends, one of my friends, not your friends. No. Nobody likes you. I know. Uh, I've been listening to the readership, and they're like, that Steve guy? He's got to go. I'm listening to the readership, he's got to go. Just be Matt talking for an hour. Or Matt talking to himself for an hour. And he's like, Un- I couldn't believe it was your voice at first. You sound so professional. Really? Yeah. It's because I'm performing. Also, I just wanted to wake off on the podcast for a few minutes. So <laughs> that's okay. About, no, that's fine. Uh- <laughs> Could you clean the cum off my face? It's my own. I'll get Nelson. It tastes like blueberries. Yeah, so the seed to Distrust via what though? I don't know, maybe... Because really what you could do, is you could do the establishing of them trying to be normal. Yeah. But, like fucking up their powers. Yeah. After they kill the Guardian. Oh yeah. And then have the imp like, start sabotaging each other. Like, oh, let's play a prank on this guy by tossing water on his head. Mm-hmm. And like, have the girl set up the water and the kid bait someone. Uh-huh. And have the imp like, cause the water to fall beforehand or something so it hits the boy. Okay, yeah. There's, like, these small... Yeah. But there has to be some underlying actual thing that would, like, kind of come to the surface. And then the boy starts making out with the imp. Yeah. Do you think the imp... I don't know. <clears throat> I was thinking at first he wouldn't really have a body, just kind of uh, a voice or something. And as uh, as apartment. he gets more freed, he, like, starts to kind of embody something. Yeah, maybe. Mabes, what you talking about? I'm just uh, thanking oh, yeah. our unwitting... Former listener <laughs> for uh, the abuse that I am about to wrath upon her. It, it could become more and more embodied as the, uh-huh. as it goes along. And as it becomes more embodied, it becomes more mortal, like the Guardian. Oh, yeah. So by the end, when he's free and theoretically is the most powerful, is when the kids can do what he taught them to do, which is like strip him of his powers or kill him. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to think stripping of his powers might be a bit better. Because uh, it leaves the Guardian alive. Thank you, MMA. Or, for you, MMA. And it uh, gives them some sort of voice of reason to guide them in the right direction come the end. You have to kill the Imp! He has done this to you, And then they accidentally kill the thing. <laughs> everyone dies at the end. Yeah. Just everyone. And they like they fight, and the kid goes off angsty, and the Guardian approaches him and starts to talk to him. And the girl like gets mad at the Imp. Then you have your mirror thing, mm-hmm. and the kid realizes, "Oh, I've been." The boy realizes, "Oh, I'm such a douche. <laughs> I need to be removed, put in the douche bag, and disposed of." So he kills himself, uh-huh. and then the the girl gets trapped in the mirror world forever. Okay. Or oh, the guy comes and helps her, or almost helps her, or self sacrifice. Self sacrifice. She just chooses to stay in the mirror world forever somehow. And then he has mirror love with her for the rest of his life. Nice. It's like this kind of weird. Tragically romantic, ending. Mm. You have the most beautiful eyes. I know, I do. That's... that's fucking an outline, I think. Yeah, sure. We'll just... I just have to listen to this again to... <laughs> yeah. Because I wasn't writing that down. I know. Put in... We, while they're kind of fighting the Guardian or, or stripping his power or whatever, that could be when we could do the, uh... Oh my! The time travel sequence. You... you yeah, that's when they... the boy could pop up from the past when they're fighting. Yeah. So, it have to be a horrible reveal when they realize what they did to the, the Guardian and that he was the good one all along and I feel guilty. Yeah. So uh, I didn't really have much new to bring to that. Yeah, that's fine. Everything that I brought new, I brought on the fly there. Yeah, which is, yeah, I mean, that's good. We, that's, that's why we have these meetings. Exactly. Fuck you, listeners. Wow. Steve says especially Amy. <laughs> I like you, Amy. You're cool. so i i did some work on the clairvoyance one okay good because that one was kind of like that one was hot inside me Uh uh-huh that's not inappropriate right you had a hot burning desire i had a hot burning desire to run with it oh wait that was diarrhea traveler's diarrhea (laughs) Well, staying at home (laughs) so i started working on the murder mystery one okay can we just review it for a second i want to uh or can you let me just skip it yeah, the yeah. act of seeing something you shouldn't see. Their voids. Mm-hmm. How would that not sell a movie? I don't know. Especially if you put like Jessica Biel. <laughs> That's a person, right? Yes. I know Biel as a last name is someone, and Jessica as a first so name. So you just pick those new two names at random, put yeah. them together. Yeah. She was pink, right? <laughs> so I kind of like started with a bit more detailed of a story, a plot line for it. Okay. Where it's like. Guy lives in an apartment with other guy as heterosexual life mates. Okay. Uh, one can be called Jason, the other one can be called Robert. Datham. Jason's Datham. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's it. There you go. I knew I watched the Reach movie around. This week. Uh, Steve watched the movie this week. Well, you did too. Yeah, but I saw it before. Okay, yeah. I watched Crank. Cranked? Or Crank. Crank. Yeah. C R A N K. That was um, a movie. What'd you think of it? I don't know. It was... It, it, I mean, it wasn't amazing or anything. No. That's Amy! Ah, yeah. And, alright, sweet. She's saying we need to... We're gonna watch The Wizard of Oz. Which, sure. Okay. But let's. You have some of the scripts. Yeah, we can just... <laughs> we have our improved script. I didn't save that. Too bad. We yeah. have the audio version of it, which is way better. People like audiobooks, right? Yeah, absolutely. She also says we need to watch the link <clears throat> on your wall. What? The link on your wall. Oh, is that of me singing? What? No, it's on your what? The link. Up. I assume she posted a link. Is what I'm. Why saying. on my wall? I don't know. Or maybe it is mine. Yeah, your. I guess. Oh yeah, Steve. Yeah, your being. <laughs> what? Great. So I, <laughs> I just can't read basic English. Steve is nothing but my avatar. Uh yeah, so it's uh yeah on my wall then. Sorcerer's Apprentice car race. Ideas from bad Disney movies. Which one? Sorcerer's Apprentice. No, but which, which idea was stolen? Probably, Probably mirrors. Probably. So, there's a guy driving a car. Yep. Um, they have a mustache. They look very serious. They're banging each other. Oh, yeah. And, and he goes into a mirror and comes out somewhere else. So, I don't and think... And everything's backwards. Everything's backwards. Yep. But it's not the idealized versions of themselves. No. So, we have that. <laughs> also, they're just driving in a fucking car. Oh, snap. No, I know, but I mean, yeah, again, though, the mirror worlds have been done before. Yeah, it's like, oh, and they're breaking mirrors. Oh, cool. The the effect just seems to be that those windows are breaking, though. Like, I'm not seeing the world being destroyed. Hmm. Interesting. Also, it's a car chase. Well, whatever, so I stole the idea. I don't care. (laughs) Oh, it's kind of destroying the world, like when he shoots it. So, confirmed, Steve gets all his ideas from Disney. (laughs) Where were we? I don't know. You were talking about... You were talking about Crank. And oh, And then I right. was going to talk about uh, Clairvoyance. Yeah, yeah, but Crank is... I don't know. It wasn't, um... As amazing as... To be fair, I haven't seen that movie in about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And I love this... I like... Yeah, you say the second one was awesome, right? Yeah, the second... Like, that one I remember being way more ridiculous. Yeah. And it's because the second one is tenfold that. Yeah. So... You get to look forward to that, I guess. But it's, it's a good action movie, nonetheless. Yeah, sure. And it feels different, I like to think, because the directors are really just more into it. Yeah. Clear points. So what I really have is kind of a rundown of as far as I was last last time, yeah. with a bit more detail. Mm-hmm. So you have the intro of the character, lives in his apartment. Um, cousin shows up, begging to like just stay there for a few days. Uh-huh. Cut to, I don't know, a few days later, coming home from his apartment, the main character, finds his cousin shot in the uh, hallway. Okay. Then you, you know, him asking him to, like, make sure you protect my wife and kid. What? The the cousin wants the main character to protect his wife and kid. Oh, he's shot, but not... He's shot, but dying. Dying, dying. okay. Right. Uh, so, maybe a little cliche, but I don't right. care. Suck it! I like cliche. <laughs> uh, then you cut to the funeral, uh-huh. um, there's this like talk of, probably in the most terrible way possible, like that, oh man, this funeral happened way too fast, I know, right? And what's with no police investigation? Well, he was a bit of a drug dealer or something, you know, like this idea of like, no one cares. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's kind of suspicious. Um, and so we we're chilling at the funeral, sitting at a dock, I don't know, I love the dock, the idea of water. There's a baptism going on in the background. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The main character is holding the picture of the wife and kids that's got a bit of blood stain on it. Mm-hmm. And this is where I probably break my own rules about how the, the clairvoyance will work, but maybe that's for the other one. So he concentrates so much on the portal that he uh, gets pulled into the mind of the wife. Oh, okay. And she's in the hotel room uh, about to kill herself and the baby. Right. So that happens. Uh-huh. And then he begins to dream about um, his cousin, the ghost of his cousin, because mm-hmm. what's actually happening is he's going clairvoyantly into the mind of his uh, ghost cousin. Okay. And that's kind of where I hit a wall. Right. Okay. So I know how he starts to make contact is through dreams, Is. Uh, but I'm not sure what that contact means exactly, how they communicate or how that leads into uh, a personal murder investigation hmm But, like, that's just, like, an utter... It seems impossible to get around. Yeah, well, I mean, so he he has some clairvoyance for a lot of people and dead people. Like, you can... Yeah. Right. So it's it. like, he can kind of... It's kind of like, he can see the dead, but only through the dead. Uh-huh. That's how I picture it. Okay. And, you know, there's this learning his power... Figuring he has powers, learning his powers, learning to communicate with the dead in some manner. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I just can't figure out how he gets from dealing with his murder to wanting to actively figure out how why his cousin was killed mm-hmm. and who did it. Like I can't I can't break that that point because then it just becomes kind of a by the books. Yeah. Well. No. I mean. Well. The, the cousin could just kind of um, implore him to do that in his dreams, just like I was murdered, <laughs> like Hamlet. <laughs> It's a bit less than satisfying. Yeah, no, I know. Especially since the idea is that you're like bringing yourself into someone's mind. Mm-hmm. You can't quite control them, but you can sense their thoughts, and right. their emotions, and what they see. Yeah, that's the rules I have for that version of the. Yeah. Right. But to get translate to the point where he's being seen, you know, going out and investigating this. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually sure where the investigation go, but I kind of got that far, and that that one thing's kind of holding me up. If he's going into, like, his, the dead cousin's mind, he could just kind of get a sense of... Urgency? Well, yeah, I mean, just, there could just they be, could... like, some lingering emotions that, like, convince him that there's something amiss with the... So, like, I don't know. he doesn't actually see dead people, but he, hmm. like, they're... You go into someone's mind, so he starts to feel the urgency emotions that are still lingering in the, the mind of his cousin. Yeah. So he, so, so he starts having these weird dreams, mm-hmm. and with it, this urgency that follows from them to, you know, solve this mystery. Yeah. So then it, it makes it kind of less of a, like, ooh, there's ghosts. Yeah, yeah. To a. Which was kind of bothering me, too, of this, like, this. I kind of liked, but also kind of bothered me, is this idea of, you know, ghosts, just basically helping him solve mysteries. Yeah, But if if there's these lingering emotions that he's still tapping into because he's thinking about his cousin, Mm -hmm. then this could basically implore him to figure out why why this happened. Yeah. And why his wife and kid would kill themselves. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, you could drop the kid and I A A. I don't like violence to children. A Serbian film is gross. <laughs> <laughs> Raping children is bad, especially if they just got born. Blah blah. blah. Yeah, that that helps actually. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Stephen. You're quite welcome. I'm glad sentence. that you're my partner. Ah, in life, in the bedroom. I'm taking up my pants. <sighs> That is not a Nelson-sized dick. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> cannot live up to Nelson. That's more of a half-Nelson. <laughs> so, that was idea one, where it was like this. Dark. Because I like dark movies, apparently. Ooh, Mr. Matthew, so depressing. That's my impression of you. Uh huh. It's accurate. <laughs> I put my hands in front of my chest, and I'm a dinosaur. I'm T-Rex. T-Rex. You're are t T-Rex. have so okay. Very long legs and very short arms. Okay, well, sure, whatever. Only half of those are true. Whatever, TX is cool, man. He's awesome. Uh, That's the Dinosaur Comics. Yep, yep. Are you still, like, making your own versions of those? Uh, I haven't made one in a while. I occasionally have, like, half ideas, but, like, like, I'm at the point where I only, like, really want to do one if I have a really good idea, and then I just end up... Not doing them? Yeah. So, my other idea, which I like a bit better... Uh Uh-huh. Because it's it's almost more a backstory. Yeah. Let me pitch my action clairvoyance. Sweet. The art of seeing people that are about to be dead because of you. How's that for a movie voice? Also, I think I'm losing my voice. (laughs) So we start with a little kid crying for his mother. The father tries to calm him down. The kid just keeps complaining. Mom spends too much time with their neighbor, Ned. Flanders? Look, these are working titles. <laughs> Just say it. Continue. The father insists that the mother is at the store getting groceries. The kid says otherwise. So they head over to Ned's house. Find the mom's been cheating on, husband. So that's the first son the kid has like these powers. Okay. Plus, it sets him up in this uh, broken household. Right. Which, when you cut to him in this army as a SEAL member okay. or a sniper, cool. And he's kind of, like, using his powers a bit to keep himself alive. Right. Like, subconsciously, or is he aware of them? He's kind of aware of them at this point. Yeah. Like, he's, it's like, as he, you know, as a kid, he had no idea what he was seeing. Yeah. Nana's mom going. in <laughs> They're naked wrestling. <laughs> yeah, you could, with that, that could work. Naked <laughs> wrestling, there we go. And I'm not sure how he'd use it as an army guy, because I have some pretty clear rules in my head. The rules are good. Then he basically... Using his clairvoyance by accident, or maybe on purpose, he discovers his sergeant was, like, involved in a massacre of a village. Okay. Confronts the sergeant about that. Ends up with a dishonorable discharge, because he doesn't have proof, right? He's just, like, he saw him do it, but he wasn't there. Right. And people can show, people can vouch that he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So he becomes a bit of a drunk detective type thing, or mercenary, or something. Okay. And I'm not sure... This is where the real story begins. This is all foreplay. Yep. <sighs> I almost want to be taken. In one version, it's like taken, where he has a client or a girlfriend, and she gets taken. Right. And then he tracks her with his clairvoyance. Oh, yeah. As opposed to being a badass. And then you'd have a few pretty awesome gun scenes with the clairvoyance. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool, definitely. So, the problem is he'd have trust issues because his parents broken household. He can spy on his girlfriends whenever he wants to. Mm-hmm. So unless they're utterly faithful or the odds of a good relationship might be difficult to, in my mind, at least set up. On the inverse side, women are very faithful to whoever they're with at the time, right? So clearly there would be this woman that would come along that wouldn't cheat on him. And he would know that. And he would know that. Absolutely. But he'd still have trust issues Mm -hmm. because he would know that she doesn't cheat on him. Anyways, so somebody that will probably be the love interest gets taken. Like in that movie, Taken. Certainly even Neeson. Probably, oh, maybe it's by his ex-sergeant. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, that could be cool. But why would, I mean... Well, he could at least be a major player in all this. Right. He doesn't have to be the main villain, but he could be like a catalyst. Because the main villain has uh, the ability to read minds. Really? Yeah. Okay. So like that's how he worked his way up the criminal organization that he's part of. is you know, he knows when to hold them, knows when to fold them. Knows when to whip it out and shoot people. But he has, like, a... Is this the same powers that, that, that our hero has? Or? Our hero can see through okay. the eyes of others. Okay. Um, so the, this no. guy can read them, like... Right. Figure, know what people are thinking in the room. The, the main character can see what people are doing elsewhere. hmm Maybe here. But can't identify... Them, follow their thought process. Yeah. The villain can follow the thought process. And better still, is if the main character is clairvoyanting through somebody... Yeah. Then the main villain can sense him there. Oh, okay, yeah. And just, like, pop the guy. Cool. Like, there's a bit where he's like, you have an unwanted guest in your brain. (laughs) Pulls out a gun, (laughs) pops the motherfucker. Nice. So that's a cool scene that I thought about. That is cool. And then another one where it's like, the guy sees a fly and then uses the fly's perspective to, like, try and spy on a room. Oh, yeah. So it's, like, literally a fly on the wall. Right. That would be all... Compound IE. Yeah, all weird compound IE. I'm not sure how Sam flies here. Um, but maybe he could just use that for something small, like getting a access code or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you get the rough idea about word to press. Then you can have a... Because th- how his clairvoyance works is he actually has to physically see the person mm-hmm. that he's, like, possessing. Not quite possessing, but, like... Yeah. Transferring to. Yeah, or- there's a there's a term that I'm I'm looking for but I'm missing I know. So the streaming data from? Yeah. <laughs> so like he'll scope out a place for like a day and a half, watch people go in and out, and then literally know the guards and be able to jump into any one of them and be able to like this whole like sneak in section or where, hey, wait, where's this guy looking right now? Where's everyone else looking? hmm Depending on how hardcore you want to go with his powers, he can like close one eye and look through the the left eye of one person, close the other eye, look through the right eye of another person, then open the one eye to just see what the other guy's seeing to just barely keep out of his line of sight. Uh Uh-huh. You know, so basically badass sneaking with this power. Yeah, that would be really cool. I wonder how you would convey that, like... Script-wise? Well, yeah, and and Not that we're going to film it. (laughs) No, just like, well, the detail in the script, right? Yeah. The split-screen. Oh, yeah. And if you could actually turn into like vision-wise, uh, that'd be cool too. Like catching that you can get all the peripherals of just this one eye. Mm-hmm. You know, because I can see all the way to here with you. Yeah. Which is way at your back. Yeah. And about maybe I could, I'm missing about I'm gonna say about less than like a quarter or something of my my eyesight with the one eye closed until yeah. close do it open. So you'd have this biased view, but it'd kind of be like this weird expanded. Uh, split, split thing. If you really want to go cool detail with it. Yeah. if you want to keep it basic, they would just be split screen. Yeah. And then you'd have a scene where he's like, gunfighting with somebody. Yeah, and like, you can just see yeah. everyone's in cover, blah, blah, blah. So there's, there's lots of cool stuff there. Uh, I'm not sure how the final confrontation will work with the mind reader. Right. Basically, both their powers are useless against each other, maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, well... At the end, of it, the, the interesting might be that they're like, their powers don't help them fight each other, but like the bad guy has a bit of an edge because he can kind of Sherlock Holmes, preemptively anticipate the other guy's moves. Yeah. To an extent, but maybe at the the end, the main character like sees a guy coming that's about to shoot him, and he ducks down, just in time to get the 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 villain caught by one of his own subordinate's bullets. Oh yeah. Because the boss is too busy reading, our hero's mind. Realize was Lackey's is trying to kill uh, our hero. Oh. I don't know, but like basically, there's there's a movie start to end with a few ideas for action beats. Yeah, no, I like that. I, I think that's really cool. Can't think of anything to add to it right now. Um, Matt, 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 wait, ha, ha, I hope that really records. <coughs> Coffee. Coffee. Uh, well, you don't need to add anything to that this week. No, but that is cool. I. I um... Plus, we're like way longer than last week. Oh wow! I didn't really think we were that long at all. Yep. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna cut all this. All right, fine. So that that you know we don't have to add anything to that now, but the question is where do we go now? Yeah, <laughs> we could try an outline week again. <laughs> well, no, I mean we didn't. We did that because I think the problem is it not. It's hard to do an outline that's. Yeah, like, doing an outline is is nice. We already sort of did an outline, right, yeah. Yeah, why keep sort of doing outlines? Yeah. Should we pick a script and start doing it more hardcore? Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? I take it your preference is The Apartment? Well, yes, Um, and, and then probably the Clairvoyance. Action or Thriller? The, the, the action, or the Taken one. The Taken one, that's the actual one. Yeah. I hope Taken's an action movie at least. <laughs> All right. So here's what I feel would be a much easier. What's the word? Where you do a thing, like course of action. <laughs> not, not quite course of action, but like uh, no, no. like a th- workshop type thing. Anyways, here's a good exercise. Okay. Instead of doing outlines. Yeah. Character backgrounds. Oh, that's actually a good idea. Yes. Definitely. Because I started doing this for the first, my first pitch. Yep. and it got me kind of like into a better idea of how this whole thing works, like how the whole thing would play out. Yeah, and how it'd want it to play out, and it gives you good idea of how to not make sure you don't betray their character emotions. Yeah, uh, the emotions. That is a good idea. Well done. So, and this is a way easier exercise, I think, than a bloody outline. Yeah. So, like I said, the the apartment one, the outline's almost already there. Well, yeah, I mean, the the first script, but we didn't talk about mm-hmm. the outline's already there. Yeah. Clairvoyance taken. Actually a lot of the like I said, I only had up to Some Bitch Gets Taken. <laughs> and a lot of that back stuff was just like cool action pieces. But an action movie is an action movie. Yeah. You know. A lot of the outline's almost already there. So I figure we come up with our own set of characters for next week. Do you wanna do all three movies again? Or do you wanna just stick to two? Well, I don't know. I mean I don't wanna like throw away your revenge movie. I well no, it's it's on it's on Tonscript Zero. Yeah. It's, it's a movie, I think, the first half will be very easy to do. Uh-huh. But I have troubles imagining the need for dialogue in the second half so much. Yeah, just him. <laughs> yeah. Which I think leads to an inferior script. Especially as a first script. Yeah, You're either breaking a lot of rules or making a very boring script. Right. So that's why I'm a little against that one. Fair enough. But the apartment one and... Clairvoyance taken, I think, might be very pro- promising. Yeah, sure. And, like we can still do characters of. Like I said I've already done a few characters for the first one. Mm-hmm. Also, that project is starting to feel more mine than an equal spread. Well, the, yeah. the first one. Yeah. It's I. It's like I don't know if you've added anything to too much to it. Where you you've you've added a lot to the apartment one already. Yeah. And I think. Yeah. The uh, the, the the clairvoyance one hasn't had. Too much time to work with you, Uh but But, yeah, I think I can. But I think I think after tonight, you should have a lot. Just stole my duct tape. He needs to like tape down his penis. So (laughs) six inches of terror, six feet of terror. (laughs) Uh, But I think you should be quite inspired. I am from from today. Super inspired. Because, like I said, that writing that one down, I got real excited, Uh and I think I stopped because I was afraid to actually pin down plot ideas without you. Oh, that's so sweet. Will you hold my hand? No. <laughs> so, do you want to do just the two or all three? Um, we'll just, just the two would be fine. Just considering that I'll, you know, you'll be a bit distracted soon. <laughs> well, Amy's not here until next week. All right, so we're gonna next, uh, but after Sunday, right? What? And I insist that we she guest star on the next one if she's back. Yeah, no, she definitely. Um, um, yes. We because we already have guest stars of Nelson and Nicholas every week like three word guest stars three word guest stars and I don't think it would be hurt to have an outside voice Yeah. which means probably the week after that Christine will want to come on <laughs> but I think, I think it would be nice to have an outside voice every now and then yeah that would be fun I don't want it all the time because it's about us it's really all about us and people listening to our voices and what we have to it's say about my voice <laughs> and you agree with my voice what Matt said So, shall we wrap it up? Yeah, sure. Why not? Ah, yes. So, as requested, this podcast is now longer. (laughs) Yep. Go us. Go us. So, this is Matthew. This is Stephen. For Scripted Unscripted. Mm -hmm. And next week, maybe we'll have a better title.